Year's episodes are part of the series In the Shadow of the Abbey. They recount the real challenges of life in Bisson Village following World War I, 1918 to 1924, and are sourced primarily from the local parish reports which were published each May, reflecting on the events of the past year. They covered all aspects of life on the Bisson estate. These were written by the Reverend Farrer, who was the vicar of All Saints Bisson from 1899 to 1924. Episode 1, 1918, The Abbey Wedding Hoping for the end of the Great War, local boys missing in action, great work at the school, death of the good greyhead from Temple, and cause for celebration. Reverend William Farrer was well established in the parish by this time. He was appointed by the Lord of the Manor, Sir Henry Van Sittart Neal, and had arrived in 1899, and he played a key role in the community. At that time there were no benefits to support the needy, but the Reverend Farrer had a sum of £9, 13 shillings and 8 pence, about £1,200 in today's money, to distribute for the benefit of the sick and poor of Bissom. This was as a result of a bequest of £300, the equivalent of about £37,000 today, free of duty from Vice Admiral Edward Westby Vansittart, who had been born at Bissom Abbey in 1818 and had a successful naval career which included fighting pirates in the East Indies and China. Another member of the Vansittart family, Augustus, had given money to add two classrooms to the village school in 1896. Reverend Farrer is optimistic in May 1918, as he reflects on the past year, and writes, Hope springs eternal. We have to go on hoping that the end of the war may be drawing nigh. It was hoped that the Americans joining the war last year would hasten this. However, the collapse of Russia has enabled our enemies to mass enormous forces on the Western Front. Sacrifices have been called for from all in the matter of restrictions of articles of food and drink, etc. But in the face of the immeasurable greater sacrifices demanded of our soldiers and sailors and those who minister to them in foreign lands, and never forgetting those who have given their lives for us. All have patiently and with good hearts borne their trials and privations. Be strong and of good courage is God's call to us, as we must fight on. Bisson Village comprised 48 tenanted cottages belonging to the Bisson estate along the main street outside the abbey, from the green to town farm, and another six in the hamlet of Under the Wood. Before the war, most villagers had worked either for the estate, the mill at Temple or the brewery in Marlow. Many of the village families had sons and husbands serving in the war who were wounded. Some of those affected were... John Sandells was reported missing in May. He was wounded in August 1916, but went back to France with a brave heart after some time in hospital. Robert Plumridge was one of the five sons of Mr and Mrs Henry Plumridge who were serving. He was one of the volunteers in the early days of the war. William Howard's death in the military hospital at Plymouth from illness contracted through overstrain on active service while in Italy came as a great shock to his wife. Sergeant George Harding was wounded on October the 16th but recovered after some months in hospital. Alfred Plumridge was wounded and was held a prisoner in Germany. On a happier note, Miss Elizabeth Van Neal was married to Captain L.B. Paget of the Rifle Brigade on October the 20th, 1918 in Bisson Church. 
every good wish was expressed on behalf of the very many to Captain and Mrs. Leo Barclay Paget. Reverend Farrow notes that the church registers failed to reveal a similar record of a bride married from Bissom Abbey. She was the first one. Elizabeth, also known as Bubbles, was the younger daughter of Sir Henry and Lady Florence Van Sittart-Neal. Given the tragic death of her brother George from appendicitis whilst in his first term at Eton in 1914, her marriage carried the hope of a new heir for the Abbey family. In Bisson Primary School, after 30 years as headmaster and infant's mistress, Mr and Mrs Attlee resigned their posts. During this time, the school had earned high character and received year-by-year year excellent reports from the various inspectors. The assistant teachers and children showed their esteem by giving them an armchair and a lamp, whilst the managers marked their appreciation by presentation of books. The accompanying letter spoke of the great work which they had done in training and building up the characters of a whole generation of children. Mr Attlee always gave willing help in other undertakings in the parish, formerly in the institute, always in the church and Sunday school, and latterly in the supervision of the special constables. The Bucks Free Press, the local paper, had reported previously, Five years ago, when they had been at work at Bisham School for 25 years, in 1913, a presentation was made to Mr and Mrs Attlee of a gold watch and a gold bracelet watch and an illuminated address by the managers, parents and friends. It was usual to have a couple living in the schoolhouse and running the school. Mr and Mrs Ernest Crook, who had been doing similar posts at the school in Yattenden, Berkshire, were appointed to the vacant posts in Bissom and began their work on April 15th, 1918, when the school reopened after Easter. Mr Crook also succeeded Mr Attlee as parish clerk. Work in the churchyard proved difficult and repairs to the church roof were deferred due to the difficulty of getting labour and materials after four years of war. The ancient church of All Saints Bissom stands on the banks of the Thames on one of the loveliest reaches. It is built of bright white clunch chalk which is very soft. The three remaining elm trees in the churchyard finally had to be removed as they were not unlikely to cause damage to the gravestones and also the space for burial needed every possible addition. They were felled on the 3rd of May 1918. A local death was noted. Temple Mill was less than a mile away from Bisson Village. It was powered by water wheels and provided employment for many people. It had originally been a flour mill, then copper and brass, making Bisson battery ware, and changed to paper in 1850. Temple had originally been part of the Bissom estate before it was divided by Anne of Cleves around 1850. A sad loss was felt at the loss of the good greyhead. James Theopolis Thomas succeeded in raising the local Temple Mill from a state of collapse to one of prosperity. He was always generous, considerate and helpful and his example of how to grow old was one which we should all do well to follow, if we can. He was baptised in September 1820 and died on the last day of the old year 1917. Yet, on Friday, December the 28th, he rode his tricycle into Marlow, a distance of over a mile. 
Reverend Farrow reflects that his annual letter becomes longer in spite of his efforts to shorten it. I think it is not without use and interest as a record of parish history. Indeed, it does give us some insight into the life of the parish at this time. Thank you for joining me today. Listen again to find out what happens next in the war years. Discover more about the people of Bissom in the Village Stories and the Abbey History episodes.